0: I have talked to more than one single Christian who has told me, when I promised God I would wait until I was married, I figured I would be married by now. Other singles, even in the church, seem to think that no sex before marriage just means no sex while you're a teenager. But age isn't even the issue. My grandmother married at age 14. My aunt married at age 15. Many graduate and get married while still in their late teens. The Bible doesn't speak against teen sex. It speaks against sex outside of marriage at any age. Today, there are more and more divorced Christians and people who have other ambitions, who are putting off marriage until later in life. Being single, I find myself in single circles where Christians, both men and women, voice their sexual frustrations. They're not trying to be provocative or seductive. They're just being real. They want to be Christians, but they are still sexual. We're not made sexual at marriage. We're made sexual at birth. Being made sexual at birth, how do Christians control sexual appetite until they're married? How do Christian divorced people control their sexual urges? How do Christian widows and widowers satisfy their sexual needs? I don't imagine that after 60 years of healthy sex, that the desire dies when your spouse dies. Does God meet the sexual needs of all these single people? Philippians 4.19 in the New Living Translation reads, And this same God who takes care of me will supply All your needs from his glorious riches, which have been given to us in Christ Jesus. If it says God will supply all our needs, we have to understand that includes sexual needs of single people. If we can trust God to provide for our financial needs, we can trust Him to provide for our sexual needs as well. We can go to Him and tell Him about all our needs. Then we can trust him to provide in a way that is best for us. Many are familiar with the phrase from the classic book on the life of Christ, Desire of Ages. Page 330 reads, Our Heavenly Father has a thousand ways to provide for us of which we know nothing. Those who accept the one principle of making the service and honor of God supreme will find perplexities vanish and a playing path before their feet, unquote. Was sex the context here? No. Am I taking things out of context if I say God has a thousand ways to provide for our sexual needs when we serve and honor God? Maybe, but please hear me out. First, we need to understand that marriage does not guarantee sex. Sadly, there are celibate marriages for various reasons we won't go into here. Having said that, sex does not guarantee intimacy. I once read in a sexual purity book long ago that some people will have sex to avoid intimacy. Instead of talking and being intimate with their hearts and emotions, they'll just be physical to avoid being intimate. Now that's not good either. Because sex should involve intimacy. But here's my point. Many of us think we crave sex when we actually crave intimacy. All sex should be intimate. But not all intimacy has to be sex. I think we crave healthy relationships more than we crave sex. I think Mary Magdalene found something in Jesus that satisfied her desire for sex, even though it wasn't sex. And Jesus was the perfect gentleman with her. I think she found something in him greater than sex. She found true love and true intimacy. She needed true love and intimacy more than she needed sex. So do we. In the book, Steps to Christ, page 46, it says, and I quote, God does not require us to give up anything that it is for our best interest to retain. In all that he does, he has the well-being of his children in view. Would that all who have not chosen Christ might realize that he has something vastly better to offer them than they are seeking for themselves, end quote. I have to believe this passage includes sexual activity. If God has not given you a Christian sex life right now, it is only because he has something vastly better to offer you right now. He knows all your needs, not just the needs of your bank account. He knows your sexual needs too. He cares for you in all your ways. Psalms 84 verse 11. And I quote, the Lord will withhold no good thing from those who do what is right, end quote. If sex was good for single people, God would give it to them. But sex is not good for single people, which is the only reason he doesn't give it to them. But love and intimacy are good for, se- for single people, and he gives that to them through church family, and a personal relationship with him. Though I don't have all the answers, I believe God can supply the sexual needs of his single people with pure love and intimacy and a thousand other ways we know nothing about. The solution is to trust God with your sexual needs just like any other need. Please let me paraphrase a popular uh, passage from Steps to Grunt Steps to Christ, page 100. And I quote, Keep your wants, including your sexual wants, your sorrows, your cares, your fears before God. You cannot burden him. You cannot weary him. He who numbers the hairs of your head is not indifferent to the wants, even sexual wants, of his children. The Lord is very pitiful and of tender mercy. His heart of love is touched by our sorrows, including our sexual sorrows, and even by our utterances of them. Take to him everything, including sex, that perplexes the mind. Nothing is too great for him to bear, for he holds up worlds. He rules over all the affairs of the universe. Nothing that any way concerns our peace, including sexual peace, is too small for him to notice. There's no chapter in our experience too dark for him to read. There's no perplexity too difficult for him to unravel. No calamity can befall the least of his children, including sexual calamity. No anxiety harass the soul. No joy cheer, no sincere prayer escape the lips of which our heavenly father is unobservant or in which he takes no immediate interest. He healeth the broken in heart including the sexually broken in heart, and bindeth up their wounds. The relations between God and each soul are as distinct and full as though there were not another soul upon the earth to share his watch care, not another soul for whom he gave his beloved son. End paraphrase. Again, that was not a, it was a direct quote, but I was adding the emphasis on sex that that was supplied. God loves single people just as much as he loves married people. And he makes single people just as happy as married people. God can appropriately, uh, God can appropriately meet the sexual needs of single people as easily as he can meet the sexual needs of married people. Believe in his love and he will meet all of your daily needs.